Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. To be rejoicing and walk in expectation concerning your children. Hallelujah. Uh, we are looking up, we're looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And I want to encourage you to be to continue to be a student of God's word. Remember, every Tuesday night, we are streaming live uh, at 7.30. Of course, on Sunday morning, we stream live at 11 a.m., such as right now. But also, we have a local broadcast that goes throughout North Carolina and parts of South Carolina, Virginia, uh, CW20, from 9 to 10. I encourage you that if you don't tune in, if you can get that, if you have uh, CW20 uh, cable or any form of... Uh, uh, cable, whether it's Spectrum or whether it's Plex TV, it'll be channel three. If you have any form of satellite dish or if you have direct TV, it's going to be channel 20. And uh, you can tune in from 9 to 10 or record. And of course, if you choose to come to the live service, we do have limited capacity here on Sunday morning uh, that start at 10. And uh, or you can just stay home and stream. And so whatever's comfortable to you, we just want to make sure that we get the gospel out, whether it's through streaming, whether it's through television, whether it's through radio, uh, TV, whatever it takes, praise God, fulfilling the Great Commission. Well, we're excited about this message that God gave me, and I'm going to continue to teach on it. I'm going to uh, not leave one stone unturned about living life without fear. That's the assignment God gave me, and uh, I'm going to continue to teach on it because I know uh, that the anointing is on whatever God say to speak. Hallelujah. Whatever God tell you to do it. Amen. And thank God for this message of living life without fear. Even though we've seen fear and seen fear try to be throughout, throughout this nation. Thank God God has not given us a spirit of fear but a power, love, and a sound mind. So... Those of you that have your Bibles, let's jump right into this. We're talking about living life without fear. And I want to use as a subtopic this morning the origin of fear. The origin of fear. Turn to Hebrews chapter 2. Lead that up for a minute. The origin of fear. Where did fear come from? I think once you understand where fear came from and the origin of fear, then you will not only understand God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but you will begin to understand not only how to defeat it, but win every battle. Satan uses fear the same way God uses faith. Faith is God's created force. By faith, the Bible says, God spoke and created the worlds. Well, the Bible says that, you know, the opposite, and we're going to talk about that reciprocals this morning, of faith is fear. Well, fear is Satan's destructive force. He can't do anything apart to you without fear. He needs fear. Fear is the gasoline that puts in his tank that makes his engine run. Job put it this way in Job 3, 25 and 26. He said, the thing I feared the most is come upon me. Fear became the fuel. And it's just like how faith connects you to God, fear will connect you to Satan. Fear, will, fear of a car wreck will connect you to the car wreck. Fear of cancer will, correct, will connect you to cancer. Fear of COVID-19 will connect. It's, it's the force. It's the force. It's the opposite force. It connects you to the negative the way faith connects you to the, to the things that God has promised us. 
And when Job began to fear, he said, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. So we're going to look at the origin of fear. We're going to understand how this thing works, and I believe it's going to be a tremendous blessing. So those of you uh, that have your Bibles, open with me to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. And we are going to be teaching from the subject, again, living life without fear. Matter of fact, let me get your faith alive and working right now. Say, in the name of Jesus, I live life without fear. The Lord has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. In the name of Jesus, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. In Jesus' name, I live life without fear. Now, with that in mind, you did have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 2. We're talking about living life without fear. We're going to look at verse 14 and 15, Hebrews chapter 2. We're going to look at it from the King James and from the Amplified. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. And we'll, our subtopic is the origin of fear. Verse 14 says this, For as much then as the children were partakers of flesh and blood, he, talking about Jesus, himself also took part of the same. That through death, through death, we're going to talk about this word death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. Let's just break that down right now. That through death, Jesus died to destroy him that had the power of death. That is who? The devil. But if he had it, that means he don't have it anymore. Jesus defeated him through death. Amen? He died. Oh, death. What did he say after the resurrection? Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Death couldn't hold him. How? He died in our place. Now, what we need to understand about death, and this is very important that we get this. When we talk about the word death, because you're going to see this all the way through the rest of the scriptures. When we talk about the word death, we're not just talking about the decomposing of the physical body. When people hear death, they just think so-and-so died. That's not the death that's talking about, even though it doesn't exclude that he did die physically. But notice his body did not, did not decompose. Death couldn't corrupt him. Oh, death, where did I stink? Huh? Death couldn't, that body would not corrupt. He said that God would not leave him, his soul in hell, neither shall his body see corruption. We know in, in, in uh, death as physically corruption of the body where it begins to decompose. But this is talking about not only that death, it's talking about spiritual death. What is spiritual death? Separation from God. Sin separates us from God. Adam was alive in fellowship with God until he sinned. And he said, the day that you eat of that fruit, you shall surely what? Die. Did he fall dead? So what was he talking about? He was separated from God. He died some 930 years later. Adam lived physically, so his body didn't begin to decompose. So physical death... It's part of it. But physical death is a manifestation of spiritual death. When Adam was separated from God, then sickness, disease, cancer, car wrecks, storms, some not, all of that, the earth, the Bible, all of creation was corrupted with sin. 
But that's the result of spiritual death. So what Jesus did, he not just, Jesus just did not only die physically. If it was, that was the case, any prophet could have prayed. He was separated from God. He became sin for us. How I many of you remember that? Remember that? 2 Corinthians, what? 5.21. He that knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. So when he became sin, sickness, disease, the curse of the law, he became sin. God couldn't look on sin. And so when God, when he was made to be sin, he was separated from God. His father forsook him. He said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he was made to be sin. So he was spiritually separated from God and went into hell for three days and three nights as a man and paid the penalty for your sin and mine. Can I get an amen? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for, our, it was all about you. He didn't sin, he became sin for us. And when he did, he was separated from God. And for three days and three nights, he went into the pit of hell and paid the punishment for Adam's high treason. And after three days and three nights, God said, it's enough. The price has been paid for man's kind's deliverance. Loose him and let him go. And he raised him from the dead. And he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave from the devil. Remember that? Through death, he destroyed him that had the power. He took off. He came up out of that tomb and said, what? All power has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Good God Almighty. And behold, I give you power. So when I teach on death, just expand your mind more than just the physical decomposing of the body wants you to think about separation from God. Now keep going. Through death, he destroyed him that had the power. Now look, you, look at your Bible. It's going to say the same thing the board is going to say. And that's not the only thing, reason he did it. And to what? Deliver them who through fear of death, the law of sin and death, not just physically decomposing of your body. Death in its full manifestation, sin, sickness, disease, cancer, Lack, poverty, all those are manifestations of death. They came as a result of law of sin and death. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. Who were all their lifetime, what? Subject to bondage. That's what God don't want you living your life in bondage. Strand, what if I lose my job? What if I lose my home? What if my, my children catch COVID-19 and go to school? What if? That fear has torment. So Jesus died and bore death and the threat of death to deliver us from the fear of death for we didn't have to live our life so we, watch this, so we can live our life without fear. Put this up and amplify it. Since therefore these, his children, you and I, share in flesh and blood his physical nature, being human beings. Thank God he became like us. See, it wasn't. Some people think, well, God came down. No, 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 no. Jesus was all God and all man. Huh? But, but, but it was the man side of him that died on the cross. God can't die. It was the man side of him that got thirsty. God never thirst. Now you can see him in his humanity. The Bible says on the mount. Uh, Mark, uh, I mean, Matthew chapter 4, he was tempted by the devil. God cannot be tempted. You get it now? He became a human being like you and I, subject to like passions. To share in flesh and blood in his physical nature of human beings, he himself, in similar manner, partook part of the same. 
that by going through death, now remember, not only did he die physically, he died spiritually, he bore sin, sickness, disease, he was separated from God, praise God, and reunited with his father. That through death he might, what, bring to naught and make of no effect him that had the power of death. That is the devil. He had it. Say, Jesus, say, say, Jesus has the power of life and death. And he gave it to me. Say, the power of life and death is in my tongue. See, he had it. You say, well, who got God? No, you got it. Say, he can't kill you without your permission. Devil said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Tell him I, I doubt it. <laughs> if you're going to doubt someone, doubt the devil. Don't doubt God. <laughs> Say, ain't no way. Why? You don't have the power to kill me. Jesus said, my life is mine to lay down, mine to take up again. Paul said, I, I'm between death and life. I don't know which one I choose. Hmm. I think I'll stay here with y'all guys. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, not only did he destroy him that had the power of death. Look at this. And also, this is what he did also. That he might deliver and completely set free. Say, I'm completely set free. Free from what? Those who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. My God, fear has torment. And he didn't want you to be tormented the rest of your life with fear. Fear of conflicts, fear of death, fear of job loss, fear. All of those are manifestations of death. He's talking about the law of sin and death. Not just the physically de decomposing of the body. When Adam sinned, it not only caused uh, physical death. What happened? Sin came into the world. Sickness, disease, poverty, the law of sin and death, car wrecks, accidents, cancer, COVID-19, AIDS, all of these are manifestations of death. And God says, I want you to live the rest of your life without fear. Living life without, why? I've destroyed the threat of death. Who through the haunting fear of death. Haunting is like a reoccurring nightmare. Fear will try to torment you. Get in your dream. Get in your sleep. What if this happened? What if that happened? Are you listening to me? God does not want you or I tormented. So we can live life without fear. Notice what he said now. Look why he did it. He not only destroyed him to have a, I want you to get this, that he might deliver and completely set free. Those, you and I, I'm delivered from fear. I'm set free. God is not giving me this. Why? From what? Those who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage. Fear put you in throughout the whole course of their life. There are people who won't fly because they're in bondage. There are people who won't get on elevators because they're in bondage. There are people, they, we call them phobias. There are people, I, I got claustrophobia. I can't stand small places. Well, you need to get over your phobia. And the way you get to your ephobia is deal with it. You don't, you don't, you don't nurse fear. You, you attack it. If you fear riding the elevator, you just, just what you're going to do when you get out to Houston or New York somewhere and you get one of these 90-story towers, you're going to walk up 90 sets of steps? All right. I'm getting on that elevator. Yeah, I'll meet you on floor 86. No, man, I'll meet you. I'm, see, you, that, it, why? You're in bondage. You won't drive a car because you're in bondage. 
You're scared to go out at a certain hour. You're scared to go to mall because you read in the paper muggins or you in bond. God says, no, no evil shall befall you, no plague. Well, I want you to be totally and completely set free. So look at this first statement that I want to put up. Jesus died for us to free us from Satan's notice. I'm calling it death threats, which are simply fear-filled lies. Jesus died to free us from Satan's death threat. How many of you know that Satan don't have the power? He threatens us. I'm going to kill you. You're going to lose your car. He brings it through suggestion. What if your kid gets COVID-19? What if your home is foreclosed on? What if you lose your job? He, uh, that's, he pushes fear. It is just a threat. And the threat is when you believe the lie. It's almost like, I remember when we, when, when back in the, well, I ain't going to tell you when, but anyway. <laughs> Don't matter when. When I was in high school, I remember they started bomb threats. How many of y'all went, went through any of that stuff? People will call in and say, there's a bomb threat. There's a bomb hitting in so-and-so high school or junior high school, and we would have these drills. Everyone would have to go out, and we'd stand in line, and they would call in, uh, you know, the fire trucks and bomb teams. And we might, sometimes they'll just send us home, and they'll spend so many hours going through. The, now, that probably and couldn't be not nothing in there. It's just a prank. But you have to take a threat. Notice how it psychologically changes you. That's what a, a bomb threat does. It paralyzes you psychologically and physically. You can't do anything. You can't maneuver. You can't go anything. Why? Because it's been a bomb threat, just like a death threat. The same. And Satan will say, I'm going to kill you. You're going to lose your car. You're going to lose your home. You're going to die with COVID-19. You're going to have a car wreck. Someone's going to break in. All of these are threats. But he don't have the power. We just read through death. He destroyed him that had the power of death. It's when you believe it's lie that, that gives that threat power. You know why bad things happen to people on Friday the 13th? Because they believe something bad going to happen. Friday the 13th, the means like Friday the 14th. I'm blessed on the 14th. I'm blessed on the 13th. Somebody, oh, don't, 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 don't split the pole. Why? Where you been? Down to South Carolina, just talking to Mama Selena, someone that gave you a palm read. Up, oh, a black cat. Well, bless the black cat. Give me white. It has no effect on me. See, when you fear anything, you give power to it. And Satan, all he got is a fear for your lives. And he'll try to threaten you. You're not going to make it. You're going to lose your car. You're going to lose your home. You're not going to make it home. You're going to run out of gas. Blah, 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 blah. Your children going to die with this. What if? What if? Suggestions. And when you sit there and begin, that's what fear is. Fear is meditating on the lies of the devil till it scares you. Had you ever thought about something? If the devil could kill you, why I got to tell you? Just kill me. What you, what you tell him? I'm going to kill you. No, just kill me. Obviously, you can't because I'm still alive breathing. If the devil could kill any of you, if you wouldn't be sitting here listening to me. He don't have the power. Jesus destroyed him and paralyzed him. Romans 8.2. That's all going on right now. People try to scare you with stuff. 
That's why I started preaching this. When I started getting stuff in my house and watching stuff on television, ooh, this is going to happen. That's coming. And I'm, and I'm like, please, stop it. Y'all done messed with the wrong preacher. I know the Bible. You ain't scared me into nothing. Whatsoever's not of faith is sin. If I yield to fear in any area of my life, I'm going to let fear in all areas of my life. The Bible says, for the law, I got saved. How many of you? How many of you understand the law of gravity? How many of you believe it in the law of gravity? What the rest say? I'm going to ask y'all again. Because everybody didn't put me. How many of you believe in the law of gravity? How many of you believe if I step off of this podium, I'll go up? Raise your hand. Why, there's a law. And it works all the time. No matter what color I am, I'm be a white man, black man, Hispanic. I'm be Japanese, Japanese. Well, you know, now, now, I'm a, I'm a bad African. Oh, God, bad you are. You're going down if you step up. Ain't got nothing. It don't matter. You can be Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian. A law works for anybody, any place, anytime, anywhere. Gravity works all the time. And this law I'm talking about works. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus at past it. Make me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free from the Satan can't kill me. He can't destroy my home. He can't destroy my children. All of that came under the law of sin and death. Through death, he destroyed him that had the power of death. So that they didn't have to spend the course of their lives hunted by the fear of failure, the fear of death, fear of courage, fear of sickness, fear of COVID-19. Say in the name of Jesus, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death, sickness, disease, poverty, accidents. I'm redeemed. I'm free from the law of lack and poverty in the name of Jesus. I'm in Christ. I have abundance. I have more than enough. God's grace is sufficient for me in Jesus' name. See, you're free. But that's got to become a reality. A lot of people are free, but they don't know it. They're like Otis, old Andy Griffin. Otis got his own key. And all he got, he leave anytime he want. But he choose to stay bound. Hey, boy. You understand what I'm saying? There are a lot of Christians that are living in bondage with lack, sickness, disease. They don't know they, a law doesn't set you free. It's almost like you go into court and you was charged with some type of crime and the judge exonerated you and hit his gavel and said, You're free. But you say, no, nah, I just need to think I need about another week in jail. He said, you're free, man. Go home. No, 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 no. <laughs> there are a lot of people still bound by sin and sick that stuff Jesus done paid the price for. And fear is what's holding them in bondage. Y'all guys with me? Praise God. Um, look at Genesis. Chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. We are talking about um, 
living life free from fear. Living life free from fear. Free from fear. Not managing fear, free from it, delivered from it. It don't affect my life, don't affect my decision making. I want you to look at Genesis chapter two. We're talking about the origin of fear. I'm gonna take you back, I wanna show you something. So all Satan has is fear for your lies. Tell you this gonna happen, that's gonna happen. If you don't do this, that's gonna happen. If you don't, if you do that, this gonna happen. Well, you know what? My future is not in the hand of no man. God is too just to put my life in the hand of any man. So I don't care what any man do. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do or cannot do to me. You think God's going to put your whole life in the hands of someone else? Are you kidding me? But there are people who say, if you don't meet, this going to happen. I can save you. I already got to save you. His name is Jesus. And I've been with him too long. I don't do much word. I will prosper beyond November the 3rd. I don't care what happens. There are people scared to death. Cowards so scared that they're doing illegal stuff trying to make you scared. Torment it. What if I lose the power? What if I torment it? The power I got, you can't lose it. Come from God. I don't know where all the Christians, boy, they got their head in the sand. Stirred the priest, stirred the talk. In denial, what they see. You talking about what's coming? Well, look at what's already here. And how are you going to save me when you can't say, what about the, the 200, over 200,000 people that's already died? Why can't you save them? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to mess with it. Don't lie if you don't want me to call your lie out. Yeah, I'm going to remind you that in private, it's deadly. It gets in the air. Oh, it's not only affecting old people, it's in the young people too, but yet you want them to go to school. But I'm going to downplay it. Then when the words come public, oh, <laughs> I, I didn't really mean that. I didn't, no, 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 you lied. And it's causing lies. And if you couldn't say those what make you think I'm going to trust you with my life? I have a problem with people who cherry pick scriptures. You, you take Proverbs 6 and you pull out the verse that says, it says seven things. First of all, God does hate, but you pull out the one, hands that shed innocent blood. And you say, if you vote this way, God, you're going to be accessory to murder. Someone told me that, so I'm going to preach on it. If you don't want me to preach on it, just stay out of my face. Don't come tell me that God's going to send me to hell about someone else's decision. 
Because God says your sins and iniquities, I remember no more. Let me ask you a question. Does black lives matter? Does white lives matter? Does Hispanic lives matter? Does Caucasian lives matter? Does Asian lives matter? Does Italian lives matter? Does German lives matter? All lives matter. Before birth and after birth. Because the same person who told me I was going to be assessed for the murder stands for a group of senators that a, it's still on the desk now. You don't have to believe me. It's called anti-lynching bill. Making lynching a felony and a hate crime. Voted it down. Said, no, we can't do that. Oh, really? It must be because they're very, very fine people on both sides. That's the search of the murder. Because those lives matter. All those that's been lynched from the days of slavery to the day, it's just like Abel. That blood is crying from the ground just like that other blood. And when you start telling me these lies matter, but those don't lie, I have a problem. Does 200 and going on, 205,000 people that have died for COVID-19, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, um, does those lies matter? All lives matter. So don't try to cherry pick one scripture. Come on. And pull it out of context. When you overhear hypocrites, killing lies, supporting lynching, those lies matter too. Those COVID-19 lies matter. Every last one of them was a father, a mother, a daughter, a son. Lies have been affected and you're going to lie about it. Those lies matter. But yeah, you're going to make me try to make me feel guilty. That's just manipulating someone to vote a certain way. I'm going to call it out the way I see it. And if you got anything to say, come to me and talk. I'll talk to you. But come with the Bible. Don't come with your platform. Because people don't keep no platforms. They'll tell you anything and live all types of ways. So I'm going to call it out. They're going to kind of scare me. Boy, it's quiet in this church. Probably it's quiet in the world screaming. I don't care. You the one scared, not me. Scared people doing all types of crazy stuff right now. Normal people just living their life. It's fear controlling them. The actions are in fear. Tell me what you're going to do and what, what you're not going to do. Tell me what you're going to do positive. You ain't going to scare me in anything. So all lives matter. So I don't want to, I'm tired of people, well, did you know who started Black Lives It don't care who started Black Lives Matter. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the, the spirit of what it's saying. There's something wrong with everybody that started, there's something wrong the people who started the Republican Party, the Democratic Party. There's something wrong with people in every party because they're people. But we got such hypocrisy 
in the church now. I'll be honest with you, I feel like I'm a lone voice, but that's okay. I'm going to say what God told me to say from the scripture. And you can do with it what you want to. And I'm going to love you too. See, that's what I don't get. Some people, if you don't agree with ah, people jumping from me, because, I, I, you know, I, I got on the mat, they got on the mat. I said, one lady jumped, ran from me. I'm like, doggone, she's about 90. I need to be running from you. <clears throat> you know, there are certain people that are more susceptible to COVID-19 than others, and I guess I was one of those. So she jumped. Where's that stuff coming from, folks? Fear. It's coming, stoking fear across the nation. That's why I'm teaching this. Let's look at the origin of fear. Genesis chapter 2. God don't want you fearing nothing. Like I said, you can do what you want to, but I'm never going to respond to fear. Never from anybody. Anything that's not a favor. You don't give me the word on it, I don't care. All lives matter to God. Every time there's a death, whether it's before birth or after birth, it matters. Especially innocent blood. If you're going to start cherry picking, then that is what you call perverting scripture. You know you can take the scripture and pervert it? Do you know that's what the slave masters did? The, people, the reason people, black folks stayed in slavery so long, and yes, let's talk about it. It's the American history. We don't like to talk about it because it's so ugly. Yeah, they lynched them, killed them, raped their women. The masters did. You wonder where all these different colors come from? The masters. They don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but it was not so much the fear of this and that that it was the perverting of the scripture. They took Ephesians where it talked about servants obey. Your, it's talking about, it means employees, be subject to them. In the one form, and it's still said in Amplify, it says slaves obey your masters. And they taught them that you were inferior. I'm your master. You'll never be like me. You can't read books and have a nice house. You got to be in that house and I'm here. And they believed that. It was a mentality. And we know it don't mean that. So what I'm trying to say, people pervert scriptures when it's convenient. For and that's what's happening today. And that's why the church is hid out. They scared to judge fruit because they know if you just go by fruit of what you see, that's wrong, this wrong, that's wrong. That's, but no, 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 we got to make you go, oh, put your head in the sand. There's a reason. At what point did it cease not to be a lie? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Someone said, Harry, Harry, no, I might park. Because <laughs> people are dying. All types have been God. All lives matter. When lives are mattering and people are dying unnecessarily because of misinformation, misrepresentation of the truth, then I'm going to call it out. I don't care if the whole church put their head in the sin like a scared ostrich. My, my, my thing, what you're going to do, Paul, we're, we're putting all of our chips in. There are some people that's going to be miserable one way or another because their faith wasn't in God. 
Okay, Genesis chapter 2. Let's talk about the origin of fear. Look at verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became what? So what, what did God put inside of man? Himself. The life of God, Zoe. Notice God breathed. Man, was, it, man became a living soul. He was just a mannequin until God put life in him. He was just a, a he was not a, he was a mannequin. He wasn't alive. When God breathed, he had a heart, lung, pancreas, all the organs, but God took him and said, whew, he put himself. And then when life, then, then man became. Adam began to move. Are you listening to me? And the Lord God planted the garden eastward in Eden. Notice he planted it. And he did what? Put the man that he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the eyes and good for food. And the tree of life also was in the midst of the garden. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that? Nobody talks about the tree of life. It's always the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. Did y'all see that? The tree of what? Life was in the midst or in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So there were two trees. Verse 15. And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it. That means the garden to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, watch this, of every tree of the garden thou may what? Freely eat. Question, question. Does that include the, the tree of life? So Adam could have ate the tree of life. Because I heard people say, well, why did God put the knowledge of the tree of knowledge is good and even there anyway? He had a choice. God always gives you a better choice. But he won't make you do anything. And the bad fact that they were both in the middle represents decision. Deuteronomy 30, 19. I've set before you life and death, blessed and cursed. Here in the middle, choose life. Adam could have chosen to eat up the tree of life and establish immortality. He said, of every tree you may freely eat, except this one. Matter of fact, he ruled out one. They were both in the middle of the garden. You got a choice. You can choose blessing or cursing. You can choose life or death. God won't make you do anything. God ain't going to make you get saved. You know, the Lord, you know, I hear people talk, the Holy Ghost will make you, make you want to live right. Holy Ghost will make you, make you want to talk, talk right. Make you want to live. The Holy Ghost ain't make you do that. If the Holy Ghost going to make you do something, I'll tell him to make you tired. No, you got a choice. Some of your tie got dust from last year on it. And we almost through this year. Sometimes people call, and I don't even call out no name. And I don't even know the name because I don't look at your record. The only reason I find out is because in order if you want a love offering, we're going to find out I get tired. And then when I see what for the year since 2000, uh, whatever, they didn't pay uh, $42.22. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, 
I, I'm not calling nobody out. I'm just saying. You get what you put in. I know sometimes we be playing golf, and I say, my putting is terrible. I'm just putting bad. I'm missing three-foot putts. And then I think about how much time have I spent practicing putting? None. So I'm getting out. I mean, this ain't deep stuff. You put $50 in the bank, and you're trying, you're fighting at the counter. I want my $350. You're trying to withdraw. Say, how much did you put in? Look at your neighbor and say, this is not deep. I better keep reading. But watch this. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge you're going to eat, but thou shalt not eat. For in the day that thou eatest there, thou shalt what? Surely die. Was he talking about physical decomposing of the body? Of, no. He was talking about what? Spiritual death. Sin going to separate you, Adam. Don't eat of the tree. And when sin separates you, you're going to put a law, the motion of sin and death, which, which fear activates. Sickness, disease, poverty, car wrecks, all of those things are connected by fear. Foreclosure, home, all the negative things in life. Fear is the force that brings them into destruction. It's the destructive force Satan uses to rob, to kill, steal, and to destroy. It's all based off of fear. And when he sinned, he, spiritual death. Now, of course, 930 years later, the manifestation was physical death. He did physically die, but he was separated from God. And that's what sin does. That's why God don't want us to sin. It separates us from God. Yeah, yeah, ooh, this is good. You remember the prodigal son? You remember what he did? Give me my inheritance. You remember that? And he went out, got all his money, and did what? Spent it on what? Riotous living. And the Bible says that he spent all his money, and, and he found them so what? Slopping hogs, right? But the Bible says he what? Came to himself. He said, I will go back to my father's house. Come on, he left his father's house. Watch this. And when the father seen him, he said, oh, get the fatted calf. Let's have a party. My son was blind nice. He was dead, but now he's alive. Did he die? For, did he ever die? So what was he talking about? He was separated. And when you're separated from God, it, 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 it's, it's you spiritual death, sin, sickness, disease, part. you're exposed to it all. That's why his life went downhill. In his father's house, there was healing. In his father's house, there was deliverance. In his father's house, there was blood. And that's what the devil wants to do is separate you from God with fear. Faith connects you to God. Fear separates you from God. Oh, my God, I'm doing some good teaching. So he wasn't physically dead. He was spiritually dead. Watch this. The Bible says, you should surely die. Huh? All right. So let's just put up a couple of things there. Look up this, this statement. Spiritual death then means what? Let's get this separation from God. Right? Adam's sin did what? Separated him from God. He was walking and talking with God. When he was in fellowship with God, what? Healing? Were there any car wrecks? Were there any storms? Were there any uh, tsunamis? Were there any hurricanes? Were there any sickness? Any disease? Any pot? All of those are manifestations of death. 
So sin set in motion the law of sin in them. And that's when the earth was cursed with a curse. So spiritual death means what? Separation from God. Before you accepted Jesus, y'all was spiritually dead. How many of you remember before you accepted Christ? You were walking around. I remember I was out of high school doing drugs, alcohol, smoking, marijuana, getting high, drinking. Hey, man. But I, I was alive, moving, but I was separated from God. And if I would have died in that state, I would have been eternally separated from God. I would have been lost. That's why I got to preach like I preach. You want a reference on that? What's this? Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as by one man, who that? Say, Adam. Sin did what? Entered into the world and death. By, that's where death came. That's why Jesus came and died for us so we, wouldn't, so, so, so we could be free from the law of sin and death. Adam sinned. He was a second Adam. So death by sin. So death passed upon who? All men. For all have sinned. So we were born and shaped in iniquity. That's why you must be born again. Ain't nobody born saved. I don't care who you are. Now, there is an age of accountability where God says that child, that did, you know, some people say it's 12. I know some seven-year-olds that'll shoot you. I don't know what the age is. But it's when you begin to know the good from evil. I know for me, I learned evil early. I was stealing ties out of the deacon's pockets at church. Go buy me a bologna sandwich. I wasn't 12. I was about 10. But I, I, I found out one day that, and you know, it, it took me years until I, when I got saved and more to get realized those deacons wasn't tired because I never got over $5. <laughs> I don't know, but I was still in it anyway. It don't matter. That's almost like telling, you know, a homeless man, you're trying to give, you're trying to give him a piece of, and he, you know, he's talking about, oh, well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a vegetarian. Man, look, man, you better eat what you can get. <laughs> talking about you're a vegetarian. You better take this pepperoni and go home. You homeless. Be happy. So all I'm trying to say, I know I just threw a lot of stuff out there a few minutes ago. Let me gather myself. All I'm saying is, that sin affected everybody. We we're born with the sin nature until Jesus came and paid the price to redeem us from death. How? Through death. He destroyed him that had the power of death. So we don't, you don't have to be separated from God. You can accept Jesus and be brought back into fellowship with God and live forever. That's the good news. Yeah, give God some praise. Amen? It don't matter. And, I, and when I heard that, that was good news. So, let's drop down to Genesis chapter 3. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done, believe it or not. Genesis chapter 3, and let's look at verse uh, 1. Now, the serpent, now he told them, they to eat or you're going to surely die. Someone said, well, what about the origin of fear? Just stay with me. Now, the serpent was more subtle or subtle or crafted than any beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, yea, Ye shall not, uh, ye shall not, we, <laughs> God says, you shall not, the woman said, God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God said, you shall not eat of it, 
need to touch it lest you die. Did God say don't touch it? So she, 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 that's, that's Eve, the book of Eve, verse 1. See, people start adding to the Bible. You know, just like the Bible said, it's easier for, for the camel to go through the eye of a needle than for Moses, you know, was in the belly of the well. Now, wait a minute. Moses in the belly of the well. See, people start just, just don't read the Bible. Now, here's the funny part. Adam, the Bible says the woman was deceived, but the man was not. Read your Bible. Adam, Adam was right there. He should have said, no, God didn't say that. Because when God told him what to do, Eve wasn't even alive. Eve was a rib in his side. And that's where you men go out to step up. And quit letting mama do all the homework and read the Bible while you go goof off. You need to know what the Bible said. So Eve done put the first book of Eve, Eve chapter 1. I'm going to add a little something. Don't eat of it and don't touch it. Let me ask you a question. How are you going to eat it that you, if you want it? He said you, you can eat freely of it without touching it. Well, anyway, hold on. Let me just, let's keep going. All right. See, I just see little things I think we're teaching. All right. So he said, God said you should not eat it. You should not touch it lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, lie. You should not die. What did God say? The day you eat it, you will surely die. You won't die. That's all the devil got. It's a fearful lie. Faith, fear-filled lies versus faith-filled promise. You won't get your money this time. You ain't going to get chilling. God ain't going to meet you. That's all he got is a lie. He's a liar. Ain't no truth in him. Y'all get ready to learn, son. Stay with me. Stay with me. He said, you should not surely, surely, surely die. For you will, uh, God know that in the day you eat there, you'll be like, your eyes will be open. You'll be like God's knowing good and evil. They was already in the image of God. Deception. And the woman, when she saw that the tree was good for food and was pleasant to the eyes and trees to make, make one wise, mm, she took the fruit and did eat and turned and gave to her husband. Where? With her. The man was standing right there. Listen, if you come home and your wife is talking to a snake. Oh, you, oh, you, you have, oh, you, oh, you talking to Mr. Bo Constrictor. I don't want to interrupt y'all. Stop the conversation. Your wife talking to a snake. Who's lying? And you t- she turned and gave to her, and he did eat. Now, personally, I believe something happened between the time she ate that fruit. That's a different wife than Adam knew before she ate it. Because that sin nature got in her. And I just don't believe he said just turn it. I believe she stopped putting the job, put, you know. You know what I'm saying? Come on, y'all women know what I'm talking about. She started working a little Beyonce on them. Ah, uh, let me stop. Y'all see y'all. Because something made him eat. And I don't believe it just because he said, okay, I believe this shit. Come on, Adam. Hey, baby. Ah, uh, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Y'all gonna get too deep. Okay. But the bottom line, he ate. God told him, the day you eat, you're going to die. You're going to be separated. But now he turned it over to mama. And notice what happened. I ain't, I'm not through. The Bible says he did eat. And the eyes of them were what? Both open and they knew that they were 
naked. Let me ask you one thing. What do you mean they knew they were naked? What did they have on before they all opened? Well, why did they know they were naked? They had to lose something. Something happened. If they were naked before they ate, and the Bible says after they ate, they knew they were naked, what did they have on? The glory, you're right. They lost the glory. Matter of fact, put up my, put up my kitty scripture. And, just, and we'll come back and finish this. Put up, put up uh, uh, um, Job 19.89. He hath fenced up my way that I cannot pass. He has set me in darkness. Talking about the devil. Watch this. He has stripped me of my glory and taken the crown from my head. What is man that died mindful of him? Adam was clothed in the glory of God. And him and God walked and talked before he sinned. And he wasn't even aware of his body. Sin is what makes you give you cardinal knowledge. God never intended him to have knowledge of nothing else except him. That's why he said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I don't want you to know evil. I don't want you to know carnality. He had a choice. He could have ate from the tree of life. And when he was stripped, it's just like if I stripped off this suit and became naked, this suit was the glory of God. And the Bible says here, so this is where man became self-sufficient. Start trying to do everything to himself. You don't need God. They sold themselves aprons. Now you got to work. They knew they were naked. They said, oh, Lord, have mercy. Jesus Christ. And they hid themselves. See, that's what fear does. It kills you to go and hide. When you're wrong, you're trying to hide. When you're doing something, you ain't got no business. God, like God, can't see behind. Oh. Let me stop. Let me stop. I, I don't, maybe I'm too, maybe I'm too, too practical. That's why when you're doing drugs, y'all. When you're somewhere, you ain't got no men. Someone house, you ain't got. You're closing the vine, locking the door, locking it in, peeping out the way. That's what it's going to do to you. I'll let you know something wrong. Look at all that stuff you're doing. Why you hiding? If it's right, just get up in the middle of the church and do it right in front of everybody. Right now. Come on up here. Oh, Lord, I'm going somewhere. Watch this. Here it come. And they heard the voice of the Lord thy God walking in the garden. Now, that ain't the first day God talked to them. In the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from what? The presence of the Lord. How are you going to hide amongst the trees of the garden? And God called unto Adam. How many of you know the Bible said they heard his voice? When, when before they heard God's voice, guess what? We're in them, faith. Faith coming by hearing God. But notice what he said. Verse 9, the Lord God called unto Adam. He's going to hold men responsible. No, he ain't saying anybody. Adam, Adam. Where art thou? And he said, watch this, I heard thy voice and was afraid. That's where fear came into fear. Fear is faith perverted. 
Satan is not a creator. He didn't create fear. He perverted faith. They're reciprocal. The opposite of fear is faith. The opposite of faith is fear. He didn't create fear. He perverted faith. Both of them are forces. Faith is the force God used. Fear is the force the devil used. Faith coming by hearing God. Fear comes by listening to the lies of the devil. And all of a sudden, God started talking. I don't know. When God talked to me, when I listened to him, it caused faith, not fear. But what happened? He was perverted. What was once life became death. What was faith became fear. I heard that's the origin of fear. That's the first recorded time when fear came. It was faith perverted. Faith in reverse. He said, I, I was afraid. I was afraid. And because I was naked and hid myself, keep going. I like verse 11. And he said, that I want the first. Who told you, you naked? In other words, who you been talking to? Who told you you were naked? Who told you you got to be broke? Who told you you can't never come out of debt? Who told you you couldn't be healed? Who told you you couldn't pay off your house? In other words, watch who you let speak into your life. I didn't tell you that. Well, my grandma said, she said, they, what did I say? Faith come by what I said. I said all things are possible to those that believe. I said you can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. I said that you can be the lender, not the borrower. I said by my stripes you were healed. Who you been talking to? Your grandmama? What church member you been listening to? Faith come out in what God says. So that's the origin of fear. It was faith perverted. Put this up. Fear and faith then are reciprocals. Two things that are alike but opposite each other. Take your time. Satan cannot create anything in order to create anything, it would have to be a truth, and there's no truth in him. He can only pervert the truth, which is a lie. So if the devil is lying to you and says, you're never going to get your healing, just turn it around. The truth is, by his stripes, you're already healed. He's perverting truth. He can't create. It's called the law of reciprocals. He can't stop faith. He can only pervert, pervert it with fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. Example, north and south. Now, we're in this church, and uh, that's Deep River Road. And so, according to this, that's south. And that's north. I don't care how far I go north. I can go north, headed to Virginia, for 150 miles, headed to New York. But the minute I turn it around, guess what? I'm going south. There are two directions, but they're opposite one another. You can be walking in faith, walking in faith, trusting God, speaking the word of God. But the minute you start believing something else, who told you? You're walking in fear. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He, want, he wants to pervert faith. He can't stop it. So all he can use is fear and tell you the same lie he told Eve. You won't die. What if you don't get your healing this time? What if you don't get your needs met? 
What if God don't pay your rent? All he can do is lie about ain't no truth in him. He can only challenge the truth with a perverted lie. Faith, Satan challenges the faith-giving promises with fear-filled lies. And if, he, if you don't, the Bible says fear has to him. And if you don't fear, there's nothing he can do. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Why, since you're with me. Notice he lost sight of the presence of God. When God's presence would come before he sinned, it brought faith, it brought joy. But he tried to hide from his presence. And when you are getting to sin, that's what it makes you do. Hide from his presence. That's why they want to come get saved. I knew I was wrong. I knew the drugs. I, I knew I was stealing. I knew, so I didn't want to get around no church folks. I didn't want to get in the presence of God. Why? It convicted me. But thank God for conviction. That's why you need to come to church even when you are wrong. Church is not a place for perfect people. This is a hospital. It's folks who need to get in the presence of God because in his presence is fullness of joy. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need to come to church. That's why you only need some preacher beating you up over your life. I'm trying to help you walk in faith and learn how to trust God. So reciprocals, see, gnaw is a reciprocal of sal. Death is a reciprocal of life. Hate is a reciprocal of love. Satan didn't create any of it. He can only pervert. He's not a creator. He has no truth in him. So all he can do is lie, lie. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to get your money. You're going to lose this. You're going to lose that. If this happened in the election, this happened, your Obamacare is going to be taken away. That's going to be taken away. All the other pre-existing conditions. You got cancer. Woo, got to not. Whoop, up. You're going to go get your surgery. Oh, you're going to find cancer. Oh, whoop, whoop. You know, I recently had my, my uh, colostomy. Men, every man should get it. It fits it over. You need to get it. Don't be afraid. Because they can save, you know. And I had a couple of polyps. Thank God they was removed. One had the potential to have cancer, but they caught it. I ain't going to have another one for seven years. But don't, I ain't never going on fear. Because if you do anything fear, you go to the doctor in fear, the thing you fear the most, all Satan can do is lie, lie. You're going to have this, you're going to have that. You ain't going to make it, blah, 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 blah. He don't have any truth in him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the lie. So fear then is faith in reverse. Fear is faith in Satan lies as I get ready to close. Negative believing. Put it up. Satan can't, can't stop faith. He got to get you to fear. And fear is faith in reverse. It's faith in Satan lies. Now, you see, watch this. You'll catch it when I start saying this. I'm afraid I'm going to catch COVID-19. You believe you're going to catch COVID-19. I'm afraid they're going to repossess my home. You believe. You believe it. <laughs> it says in reverse. You believe they're going to repossess. I'm afraid I might get on a plane or I'm afraid if I drive my car, I might have a car wreck. You believe you're going to have a car wreck. I'm afraid that cancer is, is going to be in my face called my mama. You believe cancer. See, you'll believe it. See? You're releasing faith, but it's in reverse. It's called fear. You're believing the lie of the devil. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to get my rent. I'm afraid that, that my child going to get hit by a car. You're believing your child going to get hit by a car. No, you know when I know what you said. 
Because Satan can't stop faith. He can only pervert it with fear. Negative believing. You're releasing faith, but it's in the wrong source. You're not trusting God. You're trusting death. You're trusting the devil. You believe that you're going to get caught in a storm. You believe that your insurance is going to be canceled. You believe you got a pre-existing condition. You believe. Now I'm just afraid. Yeah, you'll believe it. That's what fear, being afraid is. And that's what the devil does. He can't stop faith. He can only use fear perverted. And when you start fearing, David, Job said the thing I feared the most. He stopped believing he was going to lose his children, his house. He stopped believing that he was going to get sick. The Bible says so. He stopped believing it was faith, but it was faith in death. So faith in that sense is fear perverted. That was the origin of, of, of fear. It's perverted faith. Satan don't have fear. He's afraid of you. His nature is a coward. If you stop and say in the name of Jesus, he'll run. Why? He's afraid of you. But he tried to walk like he's tough. I'm going to get you. I'm going to make you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get now. Through death, he destroyed him that had the power of death. I'm delivered and totally set free. I can live life without fear. Without fear, faith activates Satan. The same way fear activates God. Look at this will help you. Romans 10 9. Scripture you like. I'm going to show it to you. So then, faith. Come it by what? Hearing and hearing by what? Faith comes by hearing what? Faith comes by hearing what? The word of God. And he said, where art thou? He said, I heard your voice. God was talking and I was afraid. Well, why was he afraid? Because Satan had perverted faith into fear. Guess what? Fear comes the exact same way. Faith by Comes by hearing God's word. I'm telling you that with faith you can overcome anything, everything. And I'm telling you, guess what? Fear comes by listening to the words, the lies of the devil. You're going to lose your car. What if you, that's why you need to watch who you listen to. You need to watch what church you go to. You know, all of us going to lose our job. That COVID-19, we got, no, we ain't. I ain't. No evil going to befall me. I ain't going to listen to that. You're going to be talking like that. You want, well, you know, I'm telling you, man. Oh, you know, I'm telling you, high blood pressure just running out fast. You know, Aunt Jeannie had it and Grandma had it. And I know healing, I ain't going to listen to that. No, healing, I'm in the family of God. See, you're believing that high blood pressure's coming. You're believing that this COVID-19 going to get on you. You're believing you're going to have an accident. You know, we just accident prone. Just everything we do. I don't know what. They, my daddy had it. Just think we have accidents on our job. That's, man, we man, we got all types of shit. We got Harford. We got MetLife. We got everybody. We got three insurance. And we done use them all up. Cause we just, I mean, they dropped us digital because we just have accidents last year. No, uh, you, what's happening? You, you're listening. Faith coming by hearing the word of God. Fear comes by listening to the lies of the devil. You're going to lose your car. You're going to die with this. You ain't going to make it. What if you did? What if they come and repossess you? Cast that thought down. Go to a church where you hear the word. Not where fear is being preached to you. That it's about to get rough. 
You know, you add COVID-19 with the flu, it's going to be a lot more people sick. That might be true for the world, but a thousand shall fall by thy side. Ten thousand, but not one member of Word of Life, a partner, covenant friend. I cover you in the blood of Jesus. I want you to hear what God says about you, not the lies of the enemy. That's why you need to watch what you watch it on television, what type of mail coming to your house. Don't send me that fear stuff. I want to hear it. I tired up. I don't even let those words get in me. The radical left is coming. This is happening. If you don't vote for me, this is going to happen. Oh, they're coming. Oh, 911. I'm sorry. The police have been defunded. Oh, I'm scared. Let me go get a gun. Stop it. I ain't going to listen to that junk. Whatsoever's not a faith is sin. You can call yourself a Christian if you want to and keep listening to that negative junk, but that spirit of fear gonna get down in you. I don't care how you vote. It's what you're listening to. I don't wanna hear that mess. The angels of God take charge over Pastor Dead and his family and every member of Word of Life. And our needs are met according to his riches and glory. I've been young, now I'm old, not once have I seen the righteous. We ain't gonna bear bread. We got a covenant with Almighty God. I ain't gotta trust the government for nothing anyhow. They never did nothing for me. Stimulus check, no stimulus check. I trust God. You gotta watch what you're hearing. Because what you hear will get in your heart. Faith activates God. Fear activates the devil. It's a perverted. That's all. It's been turned around. Are you listening to me? Fear and faith come exactly the same way. That's why you have to protect your heart. Let's close with Romans chapter 8. You better be classic at who you listening to, who you let speak in your life. That's why I said, you ain't got no scripture. Don't come telling me about all this. You better have some Bible. I'm a Bible Christian. I ain't one of these just one you can just scare into something just because you, you want me to believe a certain way. <laughs> Where that at? Because for everyone you got in the Old Testament, I got two in the New. We ain't talking about cherry picking. We're talking about taking the word of God and weighing the whole Bible out about what you're trying to preach to me. It's not the nature of God. You're accusing God of talking about a sister to murder. So God is going to sin. That's like you shoot someone and I got to go to jail because of your actions. Because I, I bleed in you. It's crazy. So that means that everybody who works for a distillery company, Budweiser, Coors Light, and there are Christians who work for y'all are sure the mirrors. Because people are getting drunk. And when people get drunk, they kill drunken drivers. See, that's crazy. No, but I just work, I know, but you, you'll help them promote that. See, that's what they're trying to say. And so every mother against drunk driving who done lost a son, See, and there are Christians who, who own executives. Come on, folks, think a little bit. So that means you're responsible for everybody that's ever been killed by drunken driving because you work there. You got a paycheck. That's what you're literally saying. It's absurd. 
See, back in the, when I first got saved, I was a young man. I got fooled. I didn't know the Bible. I was told you believe this way because of that platform. I found out people believe in platform that didn't even keep the platform. They were having more abortions than anybody. They just kept it undercover. I just want you to vote. You're going to be a murderer. Really? So I'm going to go to hell. Well, what about we're going to do with your sins and iniquities? I remember no more. It's even stronger in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 where it said God was in Christ reconciling the world, not imputing. That means holding the trespasses against What about his mercy being new every morning? Oh, I guess no. You're accessory. Don't come to that lie. That's a perversion of scripture. That's called manipulation. You should have never came to me. Go to someone who don't know the Bible. You might can scare them. And I don't see some of you assuming that means I'm going to vote this way. It ain't even about my vote. It's about the fear you're trying to instill. See, you're missing the whole point. If you're still in politics, it's about what you're trying, you're trying to. Ooh. Romans 8, verse 16. Let's, let's close. 14, rather. Have Romans 8, verse 14. Hope y'all guys got something out of this. Satan can't, can't, he don't have it. All he can do is pervert. All he got is a lie. If you don't believe a lie, nothing he can do. He, can, he, can't, he can't create, he didn't create fear. He perverted faith. Fear was Adam's faith perverted. Y'all have Romans 8, verse 14 through 16. We'll read it. Here it goes. It says in verse 14, for as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons and daughters of God. You've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, and the Spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are what? The children of God. So when you was born again, God didn't put another spirit of fear in you. Put up, put up the Amplified real quick. For they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. For the spirit which is in you now that you've received, now that you're born again, is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more into bondage to fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption. Fear went out of my spirit. Our spirit producing sonship. I'm a son and daughter of God in bliss. We cry Abba, which means daddy and father. And the spirit itself testified with your own spirit assuring us I'm a child of almighty God. So if you're a child of almighty God, God didn't put a spirit of fear in you. Fear is not even natural. You've got a spirit that cries, Abba, Father. So put this statement up so I can hit this right quick. God put his spirit in us when we were born again. And that's the spirit of faith. He put his spirit in us. And don't go to these scriptures. Let me quote it for people that are being on tape. Look at Ezekiel eleven nineteen. 19. It says that God put a new. No, no, I don't want you to just, just hold it there. Ezekiel 11. Well, yeah, go ahead. Hold it. Ezekiel eleven nineteen. I will give you a new spirit. And I'll put a new spirit in them. I'll take out the stone of a natural heart of flesh. And we'll give them a heart sensitive and responsive to what? The touch of their God. When you're in fear... God couldn't even talk to him. Before sin, blocked the voice of God. But before Adam sinned, what happened? He was sponsored to God. They would walk and talk together because sin caused spiritual death and it separated. 
And when you become hard-hearted, that's what happens. And sin will make you hard-hearted. That's why people don't come to Jesus. That's why the Bible says, if you, if you hard not your heart, if you hard not, hear his voice come unto him. I knew my mama was praying for me. I knew God wanted me to come to him. But sin has separated me from God, and my heart had gone cold and hard-hearted. And I ain't care what anyone said. I'm going to do what I live my life. I was in rebellion. But then when I surrendered my life to the Lord, he took out that stony heart, that hardened heart. And he gave me a heart of flesh that was sensitive and responsive to the Lord. Now, go over Ezekiel, we'll close this 11, 9 again, and then I'll do 2 Corinthians. This is the Spirit put in, I will give them, talking about the new birth, a new heart. I will put a new spirit. So you not receive the spirit of bondage again. New spirit is in. God not giving you a spirit of fear, of love. Satan, Satan, all he can do is try to pervert faith in God. Try to get you to be afraid. He can't stop faith. Faith is called a force. It's called a shield. And God says, I'm going to take out your stony, watch this, unnaturally hardened heart. Sin caused your heart to be hardened. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care. We don't like no people. They ain't our color. They ain't our race. Them folks, people, heart. When you have a hard heart, you have a heart free. You don't have any empathy, no compassion. That's what a hard heart will do. It's all about you and your money and your convenience. You have no compassion for no one else. It don't matter about the people down at the border in cages. It don't matter about the COVID-19 that those are real people. Now, mama, dad, somebody's going to be around, uh, 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 is going to be around the Thanksgiving table and the father won't be there, the mother won't be there, the daughter won't be there. See, it don't matter. Well, I'm hard. Bless God. I'm free. This mass is bondage. Oh, so it's about you and not about all these other people. You're hard-hearted. You're not sensitive to no one else until it hits you. Your home. Then all of a sudden, COVID is real. I thought it was a hoax. But my cub, my mama died. But there's something so hard-hearted, they'll say, well, she did, wasn't believe in God. God says, I'm going to take that mess out. When I get in you, I'm going to get a heart of flesh. You'll be sensitive to people. Sensitive to the needs of them. And responsive to the touch of their God. And let me close with second. Because there are people fighting over this. That's crazy. It's saved lives. Ain't about me. About my convenience. No, I don't like the word. In a restaurant and all this. But I respect you. I got to protect my family. When I go home and my child, we're in a covenant. And I got to protect you. But, a, but an insensitive person is not thinking about